Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. What do you got? What are you, what are you, what are you chewing on there? Yeah, I'm having. Yeah. I'm having a pastelita. Oh, really? Why is that, yeah. Lemmy? Why? Pastelita. Why? Because I'm, I'm in Miami right now, Kev. I know. Isn't that weird? That's why things sound a little different today, because we are doing our first podcast via the airwaves. This is the first <laughs> podcast when we, you and I have not been in the same location. It's a bi-coastal cast. It's a podcast. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm in Miami yeah. and uh, vac- on vacation with my family. Mm-hmm. In my wife's hometown, and a pastelita is a Cuban pastry. Right. We I think we've talked about that. Like, what is like? It's a fluffy thing or something, or what? It's basically you know, it's like a it's like a puff pastry with like uh, you know some like jelly in the middle and like a special like a highly caloric. Okay. It's like a uh, fucking donut. Not a donut. It's a Hispanic not, donut. Yeah, it's a it's a, a it's a Cuban donut. Okay, is that right? It's not a hole of any kind. Oh, there's no hole in it. No, no, it's like a. It's How do you like, put the fucking cream in then, huh? Nah, it's like a fucking square. Um, so I'm having a. I had a pastelito. What were you having? I was having some frioles and arroz. Oh, sorry, frioles con arroz. <laughs> huh? Okay, dude, what's sure. wrong with that? I mean, that's you know, that's right in the wheelhouse right there. Don't you think? You're right. You're speaking Spanish. In fact, actually, it's funny because um, I'm down here in the uh, the computer room. Right at the condo in, that you're staying at. In the uh, it's not my condo. It's where my father-in-law oh. his, his where he resides. The in-laws in Miami. We came here, you know, brought the kids to their pool. Right. And um, come down to the computer room area, and just across the way is the game room. Yeah, they got uh, stand-up ga- hey, Robotron in there. You got Robotron in that thing? No Robotron, but uh, I met a delightful young French boy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> What it means is Please that, tell like, me his name. Like I, I, oh, I got his name. Okay. So Henri. You know, Kev, you are such a fucking xenophobe. I'm what are you talking about? No, no, this French boy must have a great name. I mean, come on. He does. What is he it? He does. What is it? He does. I'm gonna tell you. Let me tell you a story. Okay, but why? You know, why are you coming at me if he has a great name? I mean, you know, that's why we're here. Oh, oh you want me to lower? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. What happened? Did you get in trouble? Actually, it's all related. I've, I've been asked. To, I've been asked to lower my voice. What do I do now? Why? Because there's a conference room. Okay. Next door. Oh man, the whole thing ties in together. Okay, here's the deal. Is this here's how we're going to do the whole podcast with the, with the whisper? This might be a little whisper cast here. <laughs> here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal. Okay. But the, it's great. It's actually it's a new chapter to the whole thing. Okay. okay. So. Um, so I came down to the computer room because yeah. I was certain there was going to be like a wireless, uh, like a password on the wall, and there was sure. nothing. Sure, okay. And then I walked across the hall to the game room that, where there was a young boy just sitting on his cell phone, just like playing games in his cell phone. And I said, uh, how you doing? You, uh, Bonjour. No, no, I didn't know he was French. Oh, yet. got I said, it. Hey, okay, got it. Got it. Sorry. How you, do- how you doing? Uh, is there a password? Uh, you know, the, the Wi-Fi around here? Mm-hmm. And he was like, good. And, 
and I said, uh, is there a is there a Wi-Fi and a password? And he said, good. Who's <laughs> living in Trump's America now, pal? Huh? And I, that means what in French? <laughs> oh, does it? Okay, thank you. Yeah, it does. And so okay. I said, I said, oh, uh, parlez-vous français? And he said, oui. And I said, oh, je parle un peu de français aussi. <laughs> Okay, which means what? Do you speak Spanish? I said, yeah, do you speak Spanish? And he said, yeah. I said, I speak Spanish, too. I said, um, then I said, como s'appelle? Which means, what's your name? Right. And he said, Gregoire. Gregoire. <laughs> How old is this kid? Just give me a visual. Eleven. Okay. Eleven-year-old boy named Gregoire playing French video games on his phone. Go. Yeah, and then so I said, oh... Oh, Gregory, like uh, Gregory, and he said, uh, oui. And then I said, je m'appelle Etienne, Steve. Okay. Etienne means Steve in French. Got it, okay. So then uh, I said, uh, uh, the Wi-Fi computer. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing a little French accent on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he said, oui, oui. And I said, do you know, is there a password? And uh, he said, yes, yes. Better I enter it for you. And he, and he typed it in and he entered it. Okay, because he didn't want you to know, probably. Because it was, way, French. A, it was a French password? No, it's fucking right here. We're in Miami now. And by oh, the way, he right. speaks more languages than you, motherfucker. I'm not criticizing the boy. I, like, I love the whole like visual of, of you befriending a small French boy in the game yeah, his, of your Miami condo. His, the password was ugly American. That's <laughs> really? <laughs> you should have guessed it off the bat. So, so then um, I said, hey, Gregoire. You play pool? There was a, my, my father-in-law had joined. Okay. And so then I said, uh, you know, play cutthroat. Okay. And so the, the three of us played a game of cutthroat together. And you took him for every fucking franc he had, right? Every yeah. franc he so had in you, his pocket. Yeah, how much money you got? How much money you got? Uh, uh, I have a 20 francs. Yes, what is this? It is a, the, a 100 francs. There's Benjamin Franklin. You're, you're, it's Franklin, Frank. Yeah, 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 you'll bet that. Throw on the table there, Gregoire. In my, in my country, you just, uh, it costs $100, 100 francs, I mean, to, to, to play. play. To get in, so. Yeah, so come here, ante up. up. So then, I, then after playing cutthroat with him, I went across the way, and there were some French people in the pool. Okay. And I said, in French, are you Gregoire's parents? <laughs> And they looked at me. They looked at me like I had a dick growing out of my nose. And then I said, "Gregoire," and they were like, "Oh, we, oui, we, oui, Gregoire." And uh, but then his his dad just shut me up from like I guess his dad has made his way to the conference room to shut me down. Okay, what do you think French dad is doing over in that conference room that it requires you to be quiet in your conference room? Like, what could he possibly be doing over there on his vacation, conducting some French business? Espionage. <laughs> Might be. It's all the rage these days. It really is. All right, so basically what we have to do is to be quiet. Just for now. But now I can talk time. loudly now because you got headphones. So I can talk loudly. You just have to talk quietly. Dude, you can crank it. <laughs> I could yell my ass off. Am I loud enough right now? Talking on the FaceTime. Yeah, you sound great. Okay, I think we'll let great. the crew decide whether you sound good or not. But you sound, you know, coming through my headphones, you sound pretty good. Yeah, like dude, this is dope. And you look cool too, bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. So do you. You look like the guy, uh, the manager of the Cubs. Oh, Joe Madden? Yeah, Joe Madden. John Madden? Joe Madden. That's what you look like right now. The, what I was going to say was that you, uh, the Chukru should know that because we missed last week because your vacation had started, 
We missed last week. Now you're taking time out of your vacation to chew with the Chew Crew. You know right? what that's called? It's called love. That's fucking love right there. It really is. Because the Chew Crew's probably getting pissed. They're like, where the fuck is the thing with the fucking thing? You know what I mean? You know what? Let me tell you something. You know what Gregoire calls this shit? Yeah. He calls it L'Amour. <laughs> um, you want me to plug while... while um, so because I can be really loud while uh, scream it. Henri you know, you should, is next you door. Scream. You should scream. He's selling uh, French goods back to the uh, the French people in France. So what's going on yeah. there? Yeah, sorry. I hope we're not turning off the French chucro. Eh, chucro, the chucro. <laughs> Le crew de chou. Do you think we have a big French chucro? Le yeah, crew bro. de chou. <laughs> Le crew mm-hmm. en chou. Le crew de chou. Yeah. Hashtag crew de chou. <laughs> Um, I think so. I mean, look. Uh, look, they must be happy yeah. that we're talking their language right now. Dude, we saved their asses enough right. times, you know what I'm saying? Hey, right? WW1. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what historical saying? and shit. Okay. Uh, let me plug. Let's plug real quick because we got um, shit coming up in March. We got a lot of shit coming up in March. We've kind of been taking some time off to uh, do the chew- the uh, Super Trooper stuff, which I'm going to talk about. I'm going to tell everyone where we are because it's fun shit been going on. But yeah. let's plug. Uh, we have a bunch of things in march which i want people to know about the weekend of march 10th so it'd be technically march 11th right we're heading back up to vermont we're gonna be in burlington at the magic hat brewery mardi gras weekend we talked about last week i'm not sure exactly what we're doing kegs and eggs kegs and eggs it's called okay and uh we're gonna go there and just uh have some beers and say hi to people and hang out well, there's, it's, it's their Mardi Gras party. Yeah. So that I means I've got to show my tits? second annual Mardi Gras party. And, okay. Beads uh, and stuff going, like that? People put beads around my neck. i got to show my tits, that kind of stuff? That kind of thing, okay. yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. So what are we doing there, anyway? Drinking beer. And drinking some beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, regardless, we're going to be at the Magic Hat Mardi Gras, Burlington, on uh, March 11th. So people can come and say hi to us, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If you're up there in that area, come back up there and say we were just uh, we were just down there uh, in Rutland. We were just uh, south of Burlington, Rutland for a little while. We were down at Stratton Mountain, saw a lot of great people in Vermont. So come back, come back up, come back up, have a beer with us. Uh, the next weekend, we are going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, at the Laugh Fest. I think it's sponsored by Gilda's House, right? Uh, two shows, March 18th, which is just Saturday, March 18th. Uh, two shows, one at 7:30, one at 10 o'clock. At the Wealth Theater. Is that what, you, what it was called? Wasn't that what it was called? Wealthy. Wealthy. The Wealthy the wealth. Theater. Okay, look at that. It's on Wealthy Street. That's why they call it the Wealthy Theater. It's got nothing to do with uh, how rich you have to be to get in. It has to do with the name of the street. We'll be on Wealthy Street. Like Easy Street? Yeah, Easy Street. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, okay, so Saturday, March 18th, 730 and 10 o'clock. Tickets are available now. You can go to HerefordandLemmy.com for uh, the link. Uh, March 30th. Through April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, we're going to be in San Francisco, Cobb's Comedy Club, March 30th through April 1st. Um, and tickets are on sale now. I put the link up on com, or you can go to Cobb's Comedy Club. Then uh, we'll be in Winnipeg. We're going up to Rumors Comedy Club again in Winnipeg, which we had a great time last time we were there. And uh, so uh, we got to go back. We vowed to go back when it was not as cold. And so I'm hoping at end of Mar- end of April, it's not going to be as cold. April 27th, 28th, 29th, we'll be up at Winnipeg. So that's, that's the plug for now. Burlington, Grand Rapids, Cobbs Comedy Club in San Francisco and Winnipeg. Go to HeffordandLemmy.com, and you can find the tickets there. So there's a lot of things that have been happening the last couple of weeks, because we took a week off last week, 
And uh, there's a lot of shit that's gone on since uh, we last talked to the Chew Crew. And I want to catch them up so on much. stuff. I got a couple of stories we want to tell. There were some major events that we need to discuss. Um, the biggest thing I want to talk about is Super Troopers 2. Because it's been a while since we've given people an update. We um, have been screening it for audiences because it's, uh, it's kind of complete. The, basically where we are is we've, uh, we've gotten to the picture edit, but we haven't done the sound yet. So basically what you do now is you kind of spit it out of the computer and you show kind of an unfinished looking version to audiences and then try to figure out whether the jokes are landing and the laughs are working and then you can finalize the picture and then you go and finish the sound because you can't do the sound until the picture's locked. Otherwise, the sound's not going to match up. So um, we're in that world now, and so we've had some great screenings. Um, had kind of a nerve-wracking screening um, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, we showed it to the uh, executives at Fox, if you can imagine that. Like, imagine you're watching Super Troopers with your buddies and having a good time, right? And this is more of a situation where uh, you bring a sc- uh, the movie to a screening room with, like, 15 to 20 people in suits, who decide the, f- decide the fate of that movie, which is uh, uh, a little bit nerve-wracking because you want to make sure they like it. Well, because also, like, you know, I think uh, people probably don't appreciate this, but, you know, from our standpoint, it's a lot easier. Like, when you, when you show the movie in front of a theater of, like, 400 or 500 people, the laughs are big. When you go into one of those rooms where it's, like, 15 executives in suits and they're tired, and they're all spread out. And it's in the th- afternoon. Their, their attitude is basically like, all right, what do we have here? Right. All right, let's see how it turned out. Right. It's a very different climate. It's very tense. Very tense. Not, not friendly. Not conducive to comedy, certainly. And I had the opportunity to introduce the movie to them, and I threw a couple of jokes out there. Some landed, some didn't. <laughs> Where you're trying to get, a, get them rolling a little bit, get a little laughter going. Can you share any of the jokes? Well, I can, t- I can tell one of the jokes was uh, the first time we uh, handed a cut in for Club Dread to the same studio, and a lot of the same executives were there. Uh, but that was years ago. But we, we were kind of green. We didn't really know how it all worked. And so we were submitting our first cut to them, and the first cut we gave them was two and a half hours long, which is a stupid thing to do because stupid. when you show the, the movie studio the first cut, you should make sure it's as good as it can be because that's going to be their first impression of it. And so we showed him the two-and-a-half-hour cut just because they asked. He said, hey, it's time for us to see it. Just show us what you got. And we showed him the two-and-a-half hours. And it didn't go over well because nobody wants to watch a two-and-a-half-hour fucking comedy movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's like no matter no – matter, we fall for it too. But like no matter what, you know, that first impression is crucial. And the truth is like if you show them – like we did this time. If you show them a tight version, they'll say, okay, sweet. We got it. If you give them a two-and-a-half-hour version, they're going to say, this fucking sucks, and these True. guys don't know what they're fucking doing. True, but we didn't know that. We were just like, oh, okay, our allotted time period is up when we have to show it to them, and now we have to show it to them. And most people, what they do is they just say, fuck you, I'm going to show you when I'm ready to show it to you. But we didn't know that, and so we were like, okay, and we showed it to them, and it was a mistake. And so I made a joke about that in the room uh, because the cut of the Super Troopers 2 that we showed them was more in the 90-minute range, which is a much more reasonable uh, cut, which was a very nice tight cut because we had done a couple screenings and got it really down to a good length. And so I made a little joke about um, how we wouldn't be showing them the two-and-a-half-hour version, and it got kind of a laugh. It, can, it didn't get a great laugh. It got kind of a laugh. you say it was a, a smattering of laughter? Yeah, there's, there's a smattering of laughter. 
I said to them, this cut is around 90 minutes, and they applauded that because all these execs had to get back to their offices. You know what I'm saying? They had things to do. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, uh, short story long, uh, we screened it for Fox. And Can I just say one thing? Can I say one thing? Yes. This is Fox Searchlight. Okay, so in case people Correct. don't know, Fox Searchlight is the artsy independent wing of 20th Century Fox. Correct. They are responsible each year. Typically what they do is they buy the artsiest, most uh, gut-wrenching, emotional... It's going to make this you is cry. not out of their wheels. Like they've they've won a, uh, I think they've won the best picture a couple of years in a row. Like they they were Birdman, uh, which is more Slumdog artistic movie, something that, that those kind of movies, uh, which I think that they are kind of more more known for. This arm yeah. of Fox is more known yeah. for, and it's just yeah, a random thing that they had bought. They were at Sundance back when Super Troopers uh, won when we had it at Sundance, and they bought it. And we were surprised that they bought it because we didn't really fit their genre, and um, but it was a great relationship. And uh, the you know the really fun thing about it is that we went to that screening and they had all just come back from Sundance, uh, and they came and sat in this thing, and they I, I will tell you this the screening went great. They laughed their asses off all the way through, and at the end it was a breath of fresh air. They were like, oh, it's so nice to sit down and just laugh at a movie. As opposed to you know having to be get emotional during the movie or f- feel sad sure. during the movie, and actually it was a good thing. They were so excited that they had the opportunity to laugh, which was a fun thing. It's a good. It worked out very well. Sure, sure. No, I mean this is like uh, and and listen, I, I love I love these guys. Like we we know them personally now, yeah. and uh, we have had a funny relationship with them. You know, for instance, like they after Super Troopers before Club Dread, they did a movie called Le Divorce. Right. <laughs> That an American woman like getting a divorce, I think right. from like a Parisian guy. Back like, to the French again. In. Back to the French. There we go, Gregoire. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like we went to their premiere and there were chocolate Eiffel towers on the tables, and yeah. it became a thing. It did because yeah. when we had the Club Dread premiere, Kevin got mad at them because they weren't uh, giving us our due mm-hmm. uh, props for Club Dread, and he was like. He, we wanted a big premiere, and he's like, where's the, our fucking chocolate Eiffel Towers? And there was a gasp in the room. It's not a true story. I'm kind sure, of embellishing. Sure, you are. I mean, embellishing. I'm embellishing a lot. But sure. That's basically but it, there was a point where we made a joke about how we didn't get chocolate Eiffel Towers at our premiere. Yeah. Which is true. Here's a, it was actually an email exchange, and they didn't <laughs> respond to Kevin's email sure. about the chocolate Eiffel Towers. It was like dead. Yeah. It was radio silence. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I mean that—that's the funny thing is that we never thought that we we were kind of the redhead stepchild of, of Fox Searchlight, and uh, but we had a great relationship with them, and it, and it, and uh, they did a great job with the first movie, and it's looking like they're really excited about the second movie now. So they saw it, they love it, they're picking a release date now. Uh, they're just looking at all the data and info about what they think the best weekend to put it out. We're hoping for the summertime. We'll see, but um, that was a big hurdle. And now the Fox studio is on board. So that was great. The true crew will be happy to know that that happened. And then we also, um, you know, another thing you do when you shoot a movie is that you'll edit for, you know, multiple months. And uh, when you really get into it, you you realize that, um, hey, maybe we uh, need another shot here or there. We miss something here or there. Uh, and so you'll do a little day of reshoots. On top of that, we had a scene that was written into the script where we couldn't get the actor. The particular we have a particular actor, a particular cameo that we wanted, and we couldn't get that person when we were shooting originally. And so we had always planned to shoot that scene with this actor uh, down the road, 
and that happened last week. We got the actor. I can't say who the actor is uh, because it'll ruin it for you guys, but it was a fun thing, and we got this person, and they came, and they shot the scene with us, and so we literally put on the uniforms again last week and the mustaches, right? Well, some of us put on mustaches. Some of us put on mustaches. Some of us grew our own. I think everyone grew their mustache back except me. Yes, that's right. But it's not because of laziness. It's just because I fucking can't do it. (laughs) It's going to take too much time for you. Well, what they said was you got two. We're going to shoot in two weeks. And I said, I can't do it in two weeks. But everyone else, everyone else did it in two weeks. It's like, you know, listen, these reshoots are always a bit of a, an issue because it's also like, you know, when when you know you're shooting the movie, like we knew we were going to be shooting in September right. of last year. And, and so it's like starting in like March, everyone started getting in shape. And, you know, it's like by the time you shot, like everybody's dropped like 15 to 25 pounds. Dudes have muscles on mm-hmm. them. Their jaw lines are defined. <laughs> their mustaches. Sure. Nice tan. Thick. Yeah, the whole thing. When you're shooting... Uh, the reshoots, especially after like like, so you get back from shooting the movie in uh, mid October. You go right into Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You're right. fucked, we're fat by January. And sure, then you find out I've been in the editing room for two reshoots. months. Jesus, you're trying to get back in shape. So like, I'll, I'll be curious. If people can tell what the reshoot scenes are. We're all a little bit plumper. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think there. I mean, basically, uh, there's the one scene with this actor, uh, and then which you know people can recognize that, and then they're just. You know, we, we did a couple little shots here and there that we just need to pop in to make things work a little bit better, maybe make things work a little funnier. And th- those will be, you'll be more hard-pressed to pick up, but there'll be four or five of those. And so, But it was fun. It was fun to go back for another day and put the mustaches on you. I think everyone threw some pictures on social media uh, of us back on the set. You mean, you mean grow the mustaches again? Yes, to grow the mustaches again. Although people, yeah. well, to put them on, actually. For me, all I have to do is put them on. <laughs> It's so, a mustache so, yes, and a piece of gum and you're, you're in a haircut and you're rolling. Oh, the whole thing. The whole yeah. fucking but thing. But I, I think that, uh, you know, it was one of those deals where people threw those pictures up on social media last week. And then everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought the movie was already shot. Bloody, bloody blue. It is shot. We just took, we got a couple of shots that we're going to add in. They're already edited in. Uh, Jay and I were in Monday and Tuesday of this week. Uh, cutting all those new stuff in, and it's already it's already cut into the movie, and yeah. uh, it's it's we're moving forward still. By the way, in other news, uh, Greg War's father just uh, walked by. I think he, I think he flew the coop. Oh, really? They say in France. Uh, sortie, sortie. Yeah. Au revoir. You can scream again. Uh, you sortie. Oh, good. He's gone. Well, it's dinner time, right? For the French, right? Isn't it? Uh, you, you gotta go get a baguette. Yeah, they got an early dinner. They gotta go get some early dinner over there. Get some uh, wine. Get, God, we're losing French chukru, lefty right. Get some fromage, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait. Have a little fromage. Oh, he came he back. He just came back. He just uh, walked. I heard that. I heard that. It is not dinner time. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's the Super Troopers 2 reshoot. Uh, now we'll, um, we're going to do a score. The scoring session is going to start tomorrow. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Always fun. We're going to sit down. Am I allowed to say who's. Uh, do you think I'm allowed to say who's doing the, the music for the movie? It's up to you. Um, I guess I, I mean, can. it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Can I mean, it's the Eagles oh, of Death we... Metal. Our friends, the Eagles of Death Metal. Okay, and, so you did uh, it. I just did it. I just said it. And you just we're, said it. We're going to sit down with them tomorrow. 
uh, we've used a couple other songs already in the cut, and um, uh, we're going to sit down tomorrow and watch the movie together and, and start in the scoring process, which is another really fun part of it. And they're going to have a, they're going to put together a great a great soundtrack. I think we're old friends with those guys. The Eagles are definitely we've known them uh, for a long time. Well, we've had so, Josh. Uh, uh, we've had Josh on the podcast. Josh Harmy has been on the podcast Josh. before. The Chew Crew. Yeah, know. Josh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, those are the next steps, and um, we're getting closer. I think we're going to uh, hopefully be able to announce a release date in the next couple of weeks, and we're hoping that it's this summer. It's all in the hands of the Fox Studio right now. Um, okay, so that's Super Troopers 2. Any other Super Troopers 2 questions? Do we have any other Super Troopers 2 questions? Is it going to be any good? It's fucking great. People are loving it, which is good. It's always yeah. it's always a relief. <laughs> No, in fact, our network of friends, like I've been hearing from people, I've been getting random uh, messages from friends of ours who are saying that they've, they've heard it's uh, good. good. Oh, that's good. Okay. The word word uh, of mouth is already starting. The buzz yeah. is already starting. Yeah, but it really, it's up, our, our friends, it's, that's like giving a wedding toast. We need our, our yeah. like the, the true crew. The crew. The crew will love it. The crew's going to love it. Okay. Uh, another thing that happened uh, in our absence from each other, the Super Bowl. Tom, Tom, terrific, won another fucking Super Bowl. Holy shit, what a fucking game that was. Oh, my God. I, uh, I was rooting hard against them. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for the Falcons. I will come out and say it, just because of my, uh, my dislike for all Boston sports. Uh, yeah, although I found myself, you know, um, because there was a moment where, you know, we shot Super Troopers in... In Boston, we did Boston. during this football season. We we were there during all the Deflate Gate suspension and Tom coming back angry and wanted to win. Yeah, we were there for the first, I think, opening weekend. I think we were there. Yeah, and um, you know there was a moment where uh, we were corresponding with Julian Edelman uh-huh. about potentially being in Super Troopers too, but you know because. We, they were playing because we had Rob Lowe in the movie, and Rob Lowe was shooting a TV show. We were actually filming on Saturdays and Sundays, and we had Mondays and Tuesdays off. But Julian Edelman could only shoot Mondays and Tuesdays; those right. were his days off. And so we actually, like physically, there were no days that he could be in Super Troopers too. Sure. Something very briefly uh, discussing, and as as we were watching the Super Bowl, that was one thing we don't really know the guy. Yeah, but. You know, I really want to root against the Patriots, but you know he's also doing well. And I'm like, hey, there's Julian Edelman. Like he, you know, he was almost Super Troopers too. You know, and he made a great fucking catch, dude. That catch he made, unbelievable. Oh my god, I I was sure that that ball hit the ground. Then they did the 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 replay, and it was like, no, no chance. That, but that was one of those ones, like you know, when David Tyree caught it against the Patriots. Yeah, that was one of those ones that it took like. 10 replays to figure it out if he had gotten and you're like he's, he does have it he's got he's got it. Yeah. the Edelman one like when you saw the first one you were like I think he's got it oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he oh, got, he's it. got it and then you saw the second one you were like yeah it's on the dude's leg no he never hit the ground like, yeah never pretty, hit the ground what a great catch pretty, the fucking unbelievable uh, 28 to 3 god damn it those guys I mean can you believe that being the third quarter being up by 25 points I'll tell you what really happened is that uh, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, yeah. was celebrating so hard, mm-hmm. and he Too came hard. down to the field. And I, I actually remember it. like saying to my dad, I was watching with my dad. Yeah. I was like, "That's a like how he thinks it's over." Yeah. And my dad was like, "It is over," and and I was like, "Uh huh." 
no, it's so terrific. Like Got it. I, 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 I thought it was never over. Never come down to the sideline again. I guess so. Yeah, it was shocking. That guy's a good fucking quarterback. Maybe the best. <laughs> thing, it's the sweet thing is, is you're like two decades behind everything. Well, like you won't. I you guess won't so. Give it to him. You still won't give it to him. Like well, but I mean, it's not that. that he had, you know, and he didn't have more Super Bowl rings than other quarterbacks. There are other quarterbacks, like, you know, Terry Bratch had four. And it's not like he had, you know, <laughs> clearly risen above everybody else, but now with the fifth ring, that's it, man. And also, like, I mean, he did literally play like shit in the first half. He was overthrowing things. He, he wasn't throwing with any, you know, velocity. And then, uh, and then it just clicked. Like, he got pissed, and it clicked. And he just he started fucking. Ri- and I, you and and I could have been on the field as the wide receivers, and they would have won because that's how good that yeah, guy but that's is. What, and that's the thing about him is that you know if you look at all his Super Bowl victories and even the non victories, like his receiving crew has always been kind of piecemeal put together. And uh, there's not you know no marquee with the exception of Randy Moss. Like I can't really remember where he's had like a quote unquote marquee wide receiver. Yeah, and uh, True. you know he's he's just got role players. I mean, yeah. he, you know he, he he's that good. I mean, Julie, Julian Elman was fantastic. And I mean, Gronkowski is, is is a, is a is a is a marquee guy, but the guy you know he wasn't he he played half a season, right? Yeah, yet he still the guy still did with him. Guys, fucking Brady. Yeah, and so handsome too. I got a, I got a Boston story for you. Give it to me. Um, something that just a maddening, just a just a maddening thing about my Boston problems. I thought I was past my Boston problems, right? Because we went there and had such a great time. I thought you had uh, reconciled. Then I'm going to tell you the story. and, and I'm going to tell you the story. And, uh, and this will get you right back in the world. But um, uh, remember how we, uh, the last, I think maybe even the last podcast or two podcasts ago, we were driving. Remember? We were driving from uh, New York State. We did a show in New York and we were driving to Boston. Remember that? Yeah. And we stayed in that hotel that night, right? At the airport. Yeah. And so uh, I get the charge on my, on my card. And, uh, uh, you know, I paid for the two rooms, and then you reimbursed me. But I, w- what happened was I get the charge, and there's four charges on there for four rooms. Right? And, uh, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is this, you know? And so uh, I call up the Boston uh, Hotel. And... Uh, they were like, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we had to charge you for your no-show. And I was, like, uh, uh, I was like, well, I was there. And like, no, you weren't. And I was like, uh, no, I, was, I checked into the hotel, and I was in the room, and I get it that you charged me for the night I stayed, but you charged me for these other. And he goes, that's because you didn't show up. And I was like, I was there. I was in the hotel. And they're like, no, you weren't. And, and like, here I am trying to argue with this person on the phone about the fact that I was in the hotel but it was like a it was like one of these alternative facts things it was like I couldn't prove it to this guy over the phone verbally that I was actually physically inside the hotel because it seemed like, like the only way you could prove it to him was to scream louder and punch him in the face I guess so I'm like check the fucking video cameras right <laughs> he's like well what room did you stay in and I'm like I didn't have the number of the room that I stayed in I was like you yeah. tell me what room I stayed in you're the one who gave it to me you know and I sat there, and then I, I lost the argument. I lost the argument <laughs> with this guy. You lost well, no, because he was like, I, you know, I can't, I'm not going to da-da-da-da-da. And so I ended up talking to a supervisor who ended up was much more reasonable. But I'm arguing with this person about, at the Boston Hotel who's saying I was not there, and I'm saying I was in the building. 
Yeah. Like, no, you weren't. You no, you weren't. And you charged me. I know. And uh, it was one of those Boston moments in my mind. I guess it could have been a hotel anywhere, but I was so I, I got so mad. Telling me I wasn't Boston. in the fucking hotel. Prove you're in the hotel. Prove it. What do you mean prove it? I can tell with you know. how to prove it. Check the sheets. Check the dirty sheets that Lemmy left behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check the walls. Check the fucking walls. Um, anyway, eventually they uh, they gave me the charge back, but it was, it was crap. Um, okay, Super Bowl we talked about. Uh, Valentine's Day. You know what, another thing that happened uh, in our absence? Valentine's Day. Sure did. It sure did. Uh, what are we going to do? We didn't spend Valentine's Day together. But uh, I was talking about more like, did you have some interesting Valentine's Day situation? Or... No, not really. You're saying like, we uh, should have spent Valentine's Day together is what you're saying. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a little joke. I was like, you and I have we this is our first Valentine's Day party. Good one. You know what? Good it one. hurts. It hurts. Good one. Um, no, I'm in Miami. Yeah. And, um, it's the city of love, isn't yeah. it? Isn't that what they call it? The city of love? Miami? Yeah. I don't know. I think they call it like the magic city. Or, they or do? One of these cities. It's the city of hot blood? The city of hot Latin like blood? The, hot, the city of spices. Okay. Uh, um, no, we so we came down here with the kids like uh, three days ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a three-hour jaunt for two young children. That jet lag is a little rough. So, like, and we all came down here with a cough. Okay. With congestion. So the first three days were spent just acclimating and resting and getting the kids. But the point of you even resting. being there, though, is that there are grandparents there that can take care of your kids while you and the lady go out and fucking shake your hoochie coochie, you know? Sure. With exactly. pit, uh, the pit so, bull on the, on, the, uh, on the dance floor. I like how that's the only thing you can throw out there about Miami. Like our, our New Year's Eve host. How, am I, how is it the only thing I can throw out? You're the one who's constantly talking about Pitbull on this Why podcast. Why are you talking about like Gloria Estefan? Or any I'm talking movie, about because like, you're the one who's constantly talking about Pitbull. <laughs> and now I'm asking you if you're getting your Pitbull on and now you're getting mad at me. I'm okay. not angry at all. In fact, okay. there's nothing but love. I love you, Kevin. Okay. Happy, <laughs> happy post-Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day action. Um, no, in fact, what we did last night that's the thing. It's like the kids, it's not that anybody could take care of them. Like they needed to be, they were sleeping at kind of off hours. They were getting tired at different times, mm. like randomly racking, randomly getting cranky. And, mm. and they're both a little sick. So they finally got better yesterday. But so uh, we went out with a bunch of my wife's friends and their kids for Valentine's Day. So okay. it was a family Valentine's Day. And it was actually pretty comical because like, my wife and I, you know, we got the kids back and they got, they got to sleep late at like 10 o'clock at night. And my wife and I hopped into bed. We're like, all right. Mm-hmm. Happy like, Valentine's like, Day. Like Mr. Pitbull would say, dale, dale. What's that? What's that? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. No, that means fucking give it to it. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. I didn't go, know. I don't boy, know. do okay. it. Okay. Love it. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we got in bed, started to you know get familiar with each other, and sure. all of a sudden, like the door just flew open. Oh, it was your it was your father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the five the five-year-old the five-year-old still doesn't know how to open and shut doors. Did you have this when you were a kid? No. Or when your when your kids were kids? No. Like they don't know how to like open a door quietly or shut a door quietly. Like they, the doors fly open or it slams shut. Right. The, this door flew open. And it was our five-year-old son, and he said he couldn't sleep, and he wanted to get in bed with us. <laughs> and that was it. That was that was the end of my Valentine's Day. Right. So, 
Right. But but things were about to things were getting interesting. Sure. Yeah, I think tonight's the night though, Queen. I mean, oh like, yeah. Huh? I'm gonna get some February 14th, one day late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog. Um, here's an interesting fact, and I yeah. don't know if we've talked about this before. Go. You know that I was conceived on Valentine's Day. You right? were? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm a Valentine's Day baby. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Nine months later, November 13th. That's, that's my birthday. Oh, I guess that's true. That's funny because speaking of that, uh, uh, have you watched uh, the Michael Bolton uh, special yet? No, no, and it's sitting there on the queue. Okay. So, like, uh, it's we a, that's gonna... a, that's a that's a part of the the premise of it is the Valentine's Day baby, which I, I guess you haven't seen yet, so I'm not going to ruin it. But um, but I, I I watched that, and uh, it was you know Akiva Akiva Schaefer who's been on the podcast, Lil' Island guys, and they did the Michael Bolton specials on Netflix. Hysterical! I laughed my ass off it. But that is a lot about being a Valentine's baby, like you. Like me. Yeah. I literally conceived on Valentine's Day. My parents are proud of that fact. And did they tell you the story of it? Like they went out to a nice dinner and they bought a boo? Yeah, my dad was like, I fucked your mother. <laughs> That's how he that laid was, it out? He didn't talk about how he romanced her at all? or? Yeah, he did. He's like, I laid her down in their bed and I fucked her. <laughs> That's what he. That's how he. That's how romantic it was. I made love. I made love to her in the bed, mm-hmm. in every position in the book. <laughs> so you don't. You don't have the facts. Well, I mean, like, how many? What more facts do you want? Like, well, you want to you know, know, like, did they go out to an Italian meal, or did they go out to a seafood dinner, and uh, they walked along the 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 shore, and they. You know, held hands, and you know, I don't know. You want, to, you want romantic details, that kind of shit. Do you have a boner right now as you talk about those things? I don't. Do I don't like know you, why you're turning into that. I'm, I'm talking about love. I'm talking about Valentine's about, Day. All right, so tell me about your Valentine's. What? What? Uh, how did you and your wife spend it this Walk year? No, we. Uh, I was in the editing room with Jay until and Spencer until probably like eight o'clock. <laughs> you, you fu- did you fuck them on the shore? We didn't. None of us fucked. Not Jay nor Spencer and I. We all we did was cut and and work on the Super Troopers too. The Dutch fish and the brown clown. Yeah, the Dutch fish, the brown clown, and me. And then um, and then I went home, and um, my kids were doing their homework. My wife is sick, and uh, everyone went to bed, and that's it. Tonight, will you be like? Are you gonna get in bed and be like, I better? No, my wife better. is uh, my wife is working overnight tonight. Yeah, so I won't uh, I won't see her at all. So no, we don't. I'm, you know, it's like we've talked about this before. It's like Christmas or a birthday. We don't celebrate shit. My wife and I. We don't. Uh, you just do it on Sundays. So you know, eh, you know, not even. It's too, it's too much shit going on, bro. What's date night for you? Is Saturday or Sunday? It's um, April seventh. Donut night. April seventh <laughs> is my. <laughs> so watch out, everybody! April seventh is a big go. night. There we go. It's Look coming. out! Uh, it's gonna be great. Don't you, do you, don't you find it's a little bit of bullshit, though, Valentine's Day? I, in the fact that people need an excuse to be romantic, yes, I do. I okay. think that every day should be like Valentine's Day. Right, or every day should be not romantic. It could be if you're that, me, too. If you're in my world. Consistent, you right. know? But I, like, I, always, I, I always find Valentine's Day to be strange because it's basically a day. At, I mean, look, it's nice to be reminded to be romantic, but like, you know, people should actually just be doing it right. regardless, mm-hmm. you know? And then if like sometimes there's people who get mad about not getting treated specially on Valentine's Day. Sure. And I also think that's not cool either. Sure. You know, like you didn't get the card. Well, you know, it's like every day, you, you, you know, you should make every day special. It's a two way street. Every Love day should other. be Valentine's Day. 
Don't you don't you know what? Love each other every day. You want me you want me to bring this full circle for you? We're talking about yeah, your um yeah. your Valentine's Day conception? Yeah. Well, there was a commercial during the Super Bowl about Super Bowl babies. I don't know if you saw okay. that commercial. Did you see that? I don't think so. And uh, I'm not sure if it was babies who, I guess it was people who conceived their babies on the Super Bowl day or babies that were born on Super Bowl day. I'm not sure oh, wait, which I one it was. I did see the commercial. I yeah. thought it was conceived. It was like in whatever it was, like uh, October, so there's a uh, shitload of babies okay. in the hospital. Sure, yeah, yeah. And um, Super Bowl babies. But that's, we also happen to know that that's actually Super Bowl Sunday is the opposite of that. Super Bowl Sunday has the highest amount of des- domestic abuse uh, of any day of the year in well, the United States. this is where I'm going here. It's, it's funny that you say this because we watched that commercial. My kids were sitting in the room, and uh, one of my kids was actually conceived on Super Bowl Day. I think I know this. Yeah, I think, I think I we've talked this. about this. But it was uh, my one of my kids. I won't say which one because I don't want them to know, but they were conceived on Super Bowl Sunday. I so how's that for fucking your Valentine's Day thing? I think you've, that's your Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, it's Super funny because my wife would be mad if you tell the story, but um, it was one of those things where we were trying to have the baby. You know, sometimes you know, it's not working out. And so then you start to plot, you know, and you plan ovulation day, right? So the ovulation day, this is the day, it's now, let's go, let's go, let's go. And uh, and then I remember my wife saying, "This is the day," and I'm like, "It's Super Bowl Sunday." Um, that's, I, I would venture to bet that all of your kids were conceived on like on some of your big holidays, like a Memorial Day, July Fourth. Oh, you're talking about like a like a no, well, no, the, those are those are pass out days, let me. Those are pass out days, bro. <laughs> no, except that like like the horniest I ever see you and, and your wife are like mm-hmm. the days where you're grilling. <laughs> now, really, yeah. barbecue days? Yeah, like I always like when when you have a barbecue, I always look over and it's like you're about like seven beers in, and people have started to compliment you on your chicken. <laughs> then that's when you'll give her like the first kiss, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, baby, come over here. I just got another compliment on the burgers. Come oh, over shit. here. Yeah, man, these burgers are fucking delicious. Like, come yeah, here. Feeling hey, good me, about so, it. Grab me a beer and yeah. uh, come on. Come on, on over, over here. Yeah, but then by about eight p.m., I'm passed out. Sure, On sure. the couch. You've seen that. April 7th, bro. That's what I'm telling you. That's, That's the big okay. day. What else? Is that it? This is, our, this is just kind of a catch-up podcast. We're just catching up. Next week, we're going to do the Oscars podcast. I'll tell you what, man. I gotta, like, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about the Oscar one because like, I definitely have not watched all of the Oscar movies. But that's not even relevant. It's like, it's like you know, you don't even, it's like betting on the Super Bowl. You don't have to watch anything. You just do it. Well, I mean, like, like last year, I was educated, and you and I literally we tied, and it was the it was one like it was like what was the best supporting actress? The one that neither of us so. had seen. I think so. Yeah. And that yeah, was it was uh, one, you just won that one. It was uh, the Danish girl, one of those kind of movies. <laughs> yeah, Alicia Viscondor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck her name was. But you know what? In looking it's, at it this year, I, I think I think they're pretty straightforward, man. You know, I guess you never know. There might be one surprise. You know, but I think they're pretty straightforward. I mean, we'll go through them next week, but you know, I don't know. what if Here's we what if we have a tie? I guess if we have like a tie one, we just then we just keep going deeper to see because uh, we just did the acting ones, right? We just did all the acting ones. We did the acting and the film and, and the, the director. directing. And that's it. I couldn't remember if we did screenplay. We and, didn't, uh, but didn't I think we did them for like tiebreakers? Didn't we? Yeah, I think we can do them for tiebreakers. Yeah. 
All right, let's do some tie breakers. Okay. But I, I don't think we're going to have a tie this year. And I'm worried. I'm going to get my fit, foot pissed on third fucking year. You might. You might. You might. I got to come into May, so I'm not, you know, I'm playing with house money now. All right. Let's, All right. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to eat, uh, eat on the way out. I'm going to have a little fucking chicken a la plancha. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's uh, uh, that's something you're eating down there in Miami. Something gonna have tonight? Oh yeah, or what? Oh, yeah. I, eat, I eat at home too. Like uh, okay. you know, it's like a specially seasoned chicken. But like you know, I'm gonna get a little uh, chicken a la plancha, and then I'm gonna have some raba vieja and some picadillo. Okay, what's that? This is some, some <laughs> Cuban stuff. Cuban. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it, Afrin. You just have some uh, potatoes. <laughs> Okay. It's it's stuff that'll never be in your mouth. It clean. won't pass your it'll lips. Never be in your mouth. Okay. If it goes in your mouth, your face will turn red, and you'll just start sweating from your nose. Yeah. Unless it's a form of potato, it'll never be in your house in your in your mouth. It's meat. What are you gonna eat on your way out? I'm gonna have my Valentine's Day cupcake. Okay. Everyone ate there except for me. You know why? Nice the teeth. My teeth are too sensitive. Oh. How's Gregoire? Is he still around there, or what's going on over there? He might be over there still. Okay. Have uh, the French exited the building? I think he's over there. I also saw him like a. Uh, he was recording earlier in the day. I actually saw him up on the balcony. Hmm. When I was out, out by the pool, he was uh, like, he'd set up his phone. He was recording some sort of video blog. Maybe he has a podcast, too. I'm going to find out. I'm you should go be on Greg Waugh's podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's, he's right there. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at okay. Greg Waugh. Should is I get Greg Waugh on here for a second? Is he genteel? He's, dude, he's 11. He's fucking cool as shit. Okay. No, don't get him okay. on here. You, you, his parents will walk in and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Recording my don't son. Worry. Don't worry about it. Oh, they're very open in France, aren't they? About that kind of thing. Yeah, they are. Uh, you want to? Um, you want to come on my podcast? Uh, I have a podcast too. Yeah, we have one too. It's called the Sacre Bleu. It's called Sacre Bleu Crew. Yeah. Oh, there oh, we go. Oh, let's end it right That's there. a good one. Drop the mic. I, I call it the Blue Crew. The Sacre Bleu Crew. Thanks, Greg Wah. Okay, cool. enough of that French shit. Um, okay, Chew Crew, sorry, a little truncated this week because, uh, you know, let me send vacation. Give him a break. Cut him some slack, you know. All right, let's do it. Um, all right, thanks, Chew Crew. We'll talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 